brief audio note. Uh, we didn't realize it at the time, but Nate's microphone was in the process of breaking, so there's a clicking effect on his audio track that I cannot remove. So, business as usual for terrible audio in the you know new new podcast same problems. Can I can I kind of throw out something for the cold open then, since we're going to you know not be talking about everything that's been going on? A special oh no, Kusatsu. You know the Holmes Rahe test. Do I know the what? The Holmes-Rahi test, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, it's a catalog of life stressors. It's just kind of a quick reference, but to kind of give you just a, to let you know where you're at. Oh, jeez. In relation to, like, like it has things on there, like, you know, uh, death of a spouse is worth 100 points, divorce is worth uh, 73 points, marital separation is uh, 65 points. So you're supposed to just, everything that's happened to you in a year... Like you put a check mark next to it and you add it up at the end. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I agree with that because like not all divorces are equal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's kind of a crude. It's a crude diagnosis tool. But like if you're like, above are there separate three... entries for someone divorces with you and you divorce with them? <laughs> I have it in front of me. The point is like if you're above 300 points over the course of a year, you have like an 80 percent chance of developing like a a stress related illness. Oh no, I'm at 137 off the first five questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm at almost 500 since Christmas. Speed run, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> great, great. Sam, Sam always bringing up the energy at the start of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Garbage Magic, a Prokusatsu sub-podcast where we explore the best and worst of gamebooks, and we find out which it's going to be as we turn the page. I'm Harry. I'm Nate. And I'm Sam. And I apologize, like, we have some international listeners. We missed some shit that America's done the past few months, so, uh, just, I'm sorry. Yeah, that seems fair. I mean, I think we apologize for America most days. Yes, yes, and it it's kind of an evergreen apology. You know what I learned recently? I'm sorry for the fine citizens of Brazil who want to play Star Wars Legion and cannot get product. Uh, that's a local thing we could be sorry for, too, because they moved production up to Seattle. Fucking us. Well, we're not talking about Minter's games, though. We're talking about, sorry, a little out of uh, practice, but we're talking about Lone Wolf. And this time we're going to freaking finish this book that I did not expect to take three sessions to finish. We killed some cops. Yeah, we, we killed a lot of cops last time, and to be fair, there might be, like, five pages left of this. We might be done with this podcast in, like, five minutes. There, there isn't. I've looked ahead. Do we have, like, a healthy portion of future waiting for us? We we have a, we have a decent portion. Well, let's fucking get to it, then. All right. Uh, quick recap. Uh, last episode, well, we pretty much just killed a lot of cops, right? For absolutely no reason whatsoever. We're going to a place to get the summer surd which is the amazing legendary weapon that we gave to a country over there. And if we don't get it quick enough, then our hometown will be destroyed by the Legions of Darkness. Uh, but for some reason, we were just wandering around in the wilderness, not really telling people, and we ended up killing a lot of cops for literally no reason. Which is a real flip of the script for cops. We met up with somebody in the military, and we showed them the thing we have. They're like, oh, shit, this is important. Uh, let, let's go. 
And uh, there's more a more formal version of that on section 31. Who wants to do the first reading? Fucking rookie move, showing the cops anything. I'll start. Your first meeting with the Lord Lieutenant comes as something of a shock. You would perhaps half expected him to be a servile old man, as are the envoys of the southern lands that plague your king's court with their delegations. Fucking delegations. The man clad in heavy chainmail standing before you is neither old nor servile. You are soon to learn you are soon to learn that Lord Lieutenant Rygar of NES video game fame is an exceptional man, born of Somlending father and a Duranese mother. He has become something of a legend in this city. In the last decade, he has led an alliance of the nations to victory against the invading ice barbarians of Cult. Wise in peace, fierce in war, you could not have wished for a better company. A better company? For better company. Okay. On your quest for the summer, Srood. Rygar orders that a sumptuous meal be served. It is by far the best food you have tasted since the war began. During the feast, you recall the events that have brought you to Port Bax and reflect on the daunting challenge that still lies before you. After the meal, Rygar sends his physician, who attends to your wounds. His potions restore six endurance points. Then he advises you to sleep, for you are to leave with the Lord Lieutenant for Hammerdall in the morning. Up, uh, Sam, is your door closed? It is not, and there is a cat meowing quite loudly. The dulcet tones of Cooper. <laughs> Can you close your door, Sam? One second. I think that Cooper's hopeless howls provide the appropriate backdrop for the story. Early next day, you are taken to an enclosed garden at the rear of the consulate where Rygar and three of his best soldiers await you on horseback. They are to be your bodyguard and guides on the 230-mile ride to Hammerdall. The streets of Port Bax are just beginning to come to life as you ride through the town. Passing under the moss-covered city gate, you now feel confident that your mission will succeed. Pick a number from the random number table. You know, that was kind of a lot of world-building on this page. Like, we're introduced to the Ice Barbarians of Cult. Hmm. And we know that the Summerlings and the Duranese, like, you know, have gotten busy together in the past and, you know, produced uh, produced offspring, which are accepted, apparently, in the Summerling lands. Fine warrior offspring, mind you. And I, I look forward to meeting the cultists. Oh, and uh, for whoever wants to generate random numbers, I got a link here. We got a three. All right. Which takes us to 176. Somebody else. For three days and nights, you have ridden along the highway as oh, it follows its... Oh, sorry. Point of contention. Um, there, was a, uh, there was a footnote that I missed that said, X, if you do not have a backpack, you may choose to assume here that you are outfitted with one by Rygar. We, we got a backpack. Okay, just thought I'd check. Can we also have, like, a front pack? Like, I mean, we don't gotta worry about how we look. It's just a fanny pack, actually. Yep. Uh, it won't affect our inventory size so okay sure just like a character note we have a fanny pack now indeed for three days and nights you have ridden along the highway as it follows its route up the river valley of the duranon in the distance are the peaks of the hammerdahl mountains one of the highest ranges in all of magnamund the capital lies at the very center of these mountains it is now the morning of the 14th day of your quest you have made camp near a waterfall and the fast-flowing duranon drops over 20 uh, 120 feet uh, you are about to leave when a group of six hooded riders appears on the forest highway above, blocking your exit from the camp. Lord Lieutenant Rygar demands that they let you pass, uh, adding that you bear a royal dispatch. In Durador, it is a treasonable offense to hinder a king's messenger, but unfortunately, the cloaked riders do not seem impressed by this warning, and they remain where they are. If you do not care for reason, perhaps our sword will turn your tails, says Rygar. 
He draws his sword and orders his men to attack. <sighs> so we also have a picture of Rhaegar. He's definitely whiter than anticipated. Well, I mean, it's a black and white picture, so his skin tone could actually be a variety of things. So if we have the Kai discipline of the Sixth Sense, which we don't, but we think we do, we turn to page 322. If you wish to follow Rhaegar, 45. If you do not wish to attack the riders, 277. Damn. So this is this is a choice. What do you think? I I mean, personally, I think anytime we have a chance to use a specialized skill, you use it. I'm also concerned as to why we don't have the Kai discipline of the seventh sense. What's our, what's our mission here? What's our goal? What What's our motivation? We're, we're going to get that sword. Right. The summer sword. These guys are ostensibly stopping us, and Ragnar is just going to like go on and stab them with the swords. So, prediction. Prediction. What do you think happens if we use the sixth sense? Sam. I think there's some kind of trap. Harry. Uh, I know the answer, so I shouldn't say. That is the Kai discipline of the seventh sense, obviously. And um, I, yes, I believe that it will reveal additional brigands about to waylay us. So are we saying that we should not uh, follow Rhaegar because then he'll spring the trap and then we can come in later and defeat them? Although if we don't go in, he'll probably die. He'll probably die anyways. We, we, we are rough at our companions. Uh, yes, we uh, we are we are tough on bystanders. Um, I don't know. I still think that uh, the Kai discipline of Sixth Sense is good, although there is something to be said for living in the moment. So, what do we do in this particular moment? Attack the riders or not? We've used the Sixth Sense every time a chance has come up for us to use the Sixth Sense. Have we not? No, we we don't we don't have it. Oh, we, we don't. We think we think we have the Sixth Sense. See, Sam, you're making it confusing. Sam has created a weird build for this character with a lot of powers he thinks he has, but he doesn't. Like. He thinks we have animal handling, but we don't. And we don't oh. have six cents. Oh, well then, I mean, we follow Rygar, right? Like, no All right, gonna... All right, let's follow Rygar. We've killed many a man by ourselves. Six pickers. There's six so, much, so much blood on our hands. You are galloping along the forest road towards the cloaked riders when you see one of them raise a black staff high above his head. A knot of twisted black steel crowns the tip, and it is starting to flow with a vivid blue flame. Nah, you're just damn it. You're just ready to strike when a searing bolt of energy hurtles from the evil staff and explodes beside you. Thrown sideways by the force of the blast, you tumble into the undergrowth. And we <laughs> need a random number. We get da -da 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 -da! a nine. Oh boy, oh. that's super rare because like the results were zero to seven or eight to nine. So it is four four out of five. I'll pick this one up. You eventually come to a hall at the base of a huge fir tree. You try to stand, but the pain into your legs and side is so great that you collapse and lose consciousness. It is a sleep that will spare you the pain of the Hellgast Blades, but it is also a sleep from which there is no awakening. Your quest and your life end here. Well, I guess the stress test really had us pegged, man. Like, bad things were about to happen. We just died? Yeah, we we, we just got zapped. Like, they, they just artillery struck our horses. So let's let's just go back and assume that we rolled somewhere between a zero to seven. I I I just hate that rolling good killed us. Yeah. This is bad game design. Reward me for high numbers. You come to rest face downwards in a tangle of thick bracken. The ringing of steel and the horrible cries of the Hellgast echo through the trees around you. Now we may have missed the page, but it uh it points it out at the bottom in a footnote. Hellgast are the riders who attacked our party. Uh, they're fell captains of the Dark Lords. 
they're basically rig rates. They can adopt human form, but are invulnerable to normal weapons. Ah, oh, goddammit, and we don't have our magic spear! Or the Simmer Shrewd! Uh, we're stunned and cannot move until a hand grabs your arm and pulls you upright. It is Ragar. His face is bloodied and his armor is battered and charred. We must flee these demons, Lone Wolf. Strength and steel will not avail us here. He glimpses the silhouette of six Hellgas on the forest road above. Their minds bent on the slaughter of Ragar's men. They fail to see you both slip away under cover of the wooded hillside. So our party of five is already down to a duo. We are hard on companions. For six <laughs> hours, you run without rest. The Hellgast are on the highway, and you are forced to make your way through the steep and wooded foothills to avoid the risk of capture. Many times you feel that you just cannot go on, that the pain and the fatigue are too much to bear. But each time you falter, you are spurred on by Rygar. In my head, he's like actually wearing spurs, and he's riding us. You marvel at his endurance, for he is not a young man, and he is clothed in the heavy armor of a Somlending Knight. Somlending Knight, pardon me. By nightfall, you have reached the entrance to Tannerlin, the western tunnel through the Hammerdahl Mountains. The three tunnels of Durinor were excavated during the Age of the Black Moon, and each tunnel is over 40 miles long and passes through the huge circle of the Hammerdahl Range to the capital. The tunnels provide the only access to the city. Rygar sits beside you and takes some bread and meat from his pack. Eat this, lone wolf. You must sustain your strength for the journey to Hammerdahl. For from here you must venture alone through the Tannerlin. I shall remain here and hold the enemy back for as long as I have the strength to fight. Do not argue that your mission should succeed is the only thing that matters. If Rygar is to hold off the Hellgast, he will need a magic weapon, as his own sword is of no use against these creatures. If you wish to give him your magic spear so that he can defend the tunnel entrance, or if you do not possess a magic spear, turn to 118. If you possess a magic spear but do not wish to give it to Rygar, this would be our decision if we had a magic spear, turn to 102. So the, the errata is just talking about kind of a patch to the difficulty of the section. It, it'll I'll explain it later. Mm. So can we give him a tragic spear instead and go to 118, Sam? We'll, we'll give him a spear and say we think it's magic. Ooh, yeah. We don't have to be right. He just has to have confidence that he's not going to die. Believe in yourself. That's the kind of magic you need. It's the beard on the inside. So are we going to give him our normal ass spear? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not if we only have one. We, that's our only weapon, so if we lose it, we'll not only lose our weapon skill bonus, but we'll be fighting with, like, a minus four. Do we still Let's have herbs? Let's give him a regular-ass dagger. We sold that. We sold the dagger. Uh, can we give him healing items and, like, hope that it takes them longer to chew through him? Uh, we can give him a lamp spur meal, which we have, or we can give him the vial of poison. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, don't, don't let them take you alive, but. No, no, this potion will heal your wounds instantly. So, like, wait till they're mid-fight, and then take this. Try to spit it in their faces. <laughs> Maybe poison can do what blades cannot. Alright, Sam, take us away. You bid Rygar farewell, and enter, uh, Tarnalin. Over a hundred feet in height and width, the tunnel rain, uh, runs to the capital on the far side of the Hammerdahl Range, and is lit by torches for its entire length. The highway through the mountain is... Uh, uh, usually alive with the traffic of merchants to and from Port Bax, yet now the entrance and interior are deserted except for an overturned fruit wagon. As you walk deeper into the tunnelin, a doubt nags at you. Have uh, the Hellgast arrived here first? We get a picture of some kind of rat guy running with, like, fruit being thrown at him? It's explained in the next section. You have been walking for half an hour when you see a strange creature on top of a wagon in the road ahead. It is two feet high and resembles an overgrown marsh rat. You assume it is some sort of uh, tunnel-dwelling rodent until you notice that it is wearing a splendid jacket of patched leather 
and carrying what appears to be a spear. Not sure why you didn't notice that first. Why you noticed it was a rat first, before the fact that it was wearing clothes and holding weapons. But I digress. As you get nearer, it suddenly turns to face you. Uh, its whiskered nose is sniffing the air, and its bright black eyes are peering into the gloom. It sees you and scampers off into the darkness of a smaller tunnel to your left. If we, if we have, have the... the... If we have the kind of discipline of animal kinship, which we don't, so ignore that. If we want to follow the creature, go here. If we wish to ignore it and continue on our way, go here. If we ignore it, we die. I guarantee it. Yeah, if we... I mean, we think we have animal kinship, so I say we follow this thing and, like, yell at it. Hey, love us! Right. Love us! Well, more than that, like, I need a pet, and I I don't think I can find my way through this um, tunnel without a native denizen. Let's go to 23. We chase the furry creature as it hurries along a narrow, twisting passage for nearly ten minutes, and are about to give up the chase when the passage opens out into a huge, torch-lit cavern. A stunning sight greets your eyes. The cavern houses an entire colony of these strange creatures, all busy sorting through and examining a vast pile of strange objects littering the center of the hall. If you have the kind discipline of animal kinship, I'm not sure how you could get to this page because you had a different choice earlier. Yeah. Uh, Maybe so it's a fake have, choice. We don't have the skill. Go to 295. I have finished, uh, I started the podcast off with a glass of Conundrum 2018, which is a great white wine, and I am now moving on to a red blend Portugal. From Costco, it's six dollars. Hmm. Classy. Good old classic Costco Washington wine. <sighs> a creature, much larger than the others, and dressed in a magnificent robe of patchwork silk, screams an order in their strange language. All of the furry creatures arm themselves with spears and swords that look as if they have been crafted from broken wagon spokes and broom handles. With a strange battle cry that sounds like Gashkis Nashkis! They charge towards you. Your curiosity soon gives way to the realization that you must evade them or be trampled to death by the sheer weight of their numbers. You turn and sprint along the narrow corridor until their angry cries begin to fade. You reach the entrance to where the passage connects with the main tunnel and continue your journey from there. Turn to 340. Oh, like this is... I think 340 is the choice we had if we just chose to ignore it. So we got to see like the start of a side quest that we don't get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a... This is the game's way of punishing us for being bad. Uh, you've been walking along the deserted tunnel uh, for a further half hour when the highway splits in two. So we have a binary left-right choice here. <laughs> Gives us no additional information. Well, to the left, to the left, everything you own in a box to the left. Hey, we cannot doubt the queen. All right, to page 64. Ahead, you can see a passenger wagon similar in design to those that use the coast roads of Regidorn. The horses have been cut free, and it appears to be deserted. You notice the bodies of three soldiers lying beneath it. Their uniforms are heavily bloodstained. <laughs> if you have the kind discipline of Sixth Sense, you've made better choices. Or So our other choices are we can <laughs> search the wagon. This really, really <laughs> seems to favor the Sixth Sense ability. Like, you, you don't say being a free cog is useful? Well, I know, but like I would think that they would try to balance, you know? No. We can search the wagon for food and equipment, or we can ignore the wagon and continue on our way. Oh shit. Do we let our greed undo us? We're, we're playing an RPG. Always loot. Never not loot. We want the precious. Let's go to 134. Suddenly, from out of the darkness, there is a blood-chilling cry. You find yourself staring into the glowing eyes of a hellgast. As it tries to close its fingers around your throat, you scream in terror and fall to the ground. A hideous creature tears at your tunic, rending the cloth with its black claws. Where the fuck did this guy come from? 
These things are horrifying. They, uh, they're they like melting people. Uh, he came from out of the darkness. So uh, we have the chance to use a magic spear here. We don't have it. <laughs> so we go to 304. I'll just do this bit. It may be of some consolation to learn that your death was worth forcibly <laughs> swift. The Hellgast's oh fingers tore and burned their way through your throat within a few seconds, but now the seal of Hammerdahl is on its way to the Dark Lord city of Helgenat. This adventure is murdering us a lot. Let me do a thing. I'm just going to briefly go back a couple times, enter the right tunnel. Oh, hey, there's a tunnel. Uh, we can investigate with Sixth Sense if we investigate the platform. Oh, we can use the, the spear, uh, but we don't have it, so we die. Oh, we go back. Uh, we, okay, Sam, your choices have put us into a situation where we can't win. We we, we lost? Or Are we locked, Terry? Yeah, there's no way to get out of it. I've just checked them all. <gasps> We need, we need the magic spear, which we missed way back, or we need animal kinship or sixth sense. So at this point, Sam, I'm going to say we're going to respec something. Okay, wait, going... wait, wait, wait. Ah. That's the wrong answer. The right answer is to give us the fucking magic spear. You know it's the right answer. We're built to be spear fighters. There's one fucking magic spear in all of these books. There was no... Uh, but, oh, fuck. But if we had the magic spear, wouldn't we have given it to Rygar? No, fuck that guy. Well, but... but I don't think Sam would have ever to... given it away. I wouldn't have. It's a magic fucking spear. There's only All one. Right. You know what? I mean... and we could go back and try to fight the thing, but it is quite hard. Let's do that. The All thing right. for the magic spear? L- this the is a... left tunnel, wagon, so 208... Oh wait, no, wait, so back. Th- this, this is it a brief... way the hell back. No, no, I, I found the link. It's, it's on Discord. Like, I have kept the section bookmarked for the past however long it's taken us to do this, because I knew you guys would throw a hissy fit. Basically, the whole deal is there's a guy who needs help off to the side. There's some weird little goblin dudes that are chanting in language, saying, like, hey, dude, no, that's a weird, that's a weird zombie guy. So we have, like, eight chances to avoid this fight, but instead we have to go forward and fight him. So we've got to fight the Hellgast. Okay, Harry, in my defense, in my def- there was nothing... There was nothing that made it seem like we should go down this path and help this person. I would like to be, well, I disagree, but I would also like to be part of character creation for the next one. Let's kill this fucking Hellgast. So, okay, so so when we, if we get the spear, in order to get the spear, we have to kill the Hellgast there. Yeah. And if if you can do this, then I'll, then we can use it. If not, I'm going to make a respect something and we'll move forward. Seems but wait, fair. wait, wait. We can't. We only get the magic spear if we defeat this guy, but we can't defeat we him without defeat, the magic spear. No, we have to defeat the Hellgast. We would have had to fight a Hellgast for the magic spear in the first place. We basically pull the magic spear out of his chest and he comes to life. So we have the magic spear when we're fighting him. Okay, well, let's let's fucking do it. Sorry. If you do not have the Kai Discipline of Mind Shield, you will lose two endurance points for every round of combat that you fight this creature. We, we have it. Oh, we but do? We do... We, so at this point, because I went back and looked, we have 23 uh, endurance, so that goes down to 21 from the... Okay. Like, when it like we fall back and it like screams as it wakes up. So we have 21. Well, let's get to it. Uh, okay. Our RNG is a 1. <laughs> uh, with a 1, with a minus 3 ratio. We, we might lose this fight. We'll, we'll probably lose this fight. So we go from 21 to 15, and they go from 30 to 29. Oh my god. We We're gotta, gonna lose this fight. Well, uh, I rolled a 9. Okay, okay. 
Uh, they lose nine, we lose zero. Okay, let's see what we get. Now it's, uh, now it's 15 to 20. I rolled a one again. <laughs> oh. It's nine to 19. <sighs> I rolled a seven. They lose seven, we lose two. Wait, are, Harry, are you also including us losing? Oh, wait, no, we don't lose two because we do have mind shield. Yeah, we have mind shield. Okay, thank God. Thank God, Harry. Our thick skulls. It's seven to twelve. I rolled a six. Uh, they lose six, we lose three. It's four to six. I rolled another nine. Oh. God damn it. I wanted to make you respect the stupid fucking skill. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> the RNG giveth. And you know, you know what's especially annoying? I actually did this combat myself just to save some time last time, but you ended up winning, winning it way easier. So it's making you guys do it on your own this time to hopefully you would roll worse. But no. Fuck. Okay, so now do we have to go fight another one? No. Okay. 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 So, Wagon. Uh, let, let's go back to here. Let me post the link. I can't believe we got into a no-win situation with it, Harry. I can with your choice this time. You intentionally chose the worst, like possible. Like decisions for every. I chose the best. Okay, so we search the best every time. So we search the wagon for food and equipment, and then he pops out. We have a magic spear. You grab the shaft of the spear. Oh, <laughs> grab the shaft and thrust. And thrust it upwards into the ribcage of the Hellgast. It screams in agony and rage, much like my ex-wife. And other things, and other things. (laughs) And other things, ambiguous rage, and releases its grip on your throat. Oh, kinky. You roll away in time to see the hideous creature fall writhing on the ground, desperately trying to pull the spear from its body. If you wish to grab the shaft of the spear, drive it deeper into the hellgas. Deeper, bitch. Turn to 269. If you wish to run away as quickly as possible, turn to 313. We don't give up our spear, do we, Sam? Uh, no, we we don't give up our spear. Let's go to page 269. Okay, I hate to say this. What the hell happens on the choice for us refusing to give up the magical spear? Because now that we had a magical spear, wouldn't that mean that we would have to choose the thing that's like, we have it, but we don't want to give it to you? I don't think you would have given it to him. I would have. I definitely Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we have to choose that. So we're fine. Look, the the choice... We... We got does here. Does he like? It, does he shit talk you for a little bit, or no? No, he just dies. It doesn't matter. The guy dies either way. <laughs> he's doomed. Like he's one or he's one ordinary, if you know, relatively badass dude against six ring wraiths. It, if he has a magic spear, it's not going to save him. The horrific. These things are actually worse than ring wraiths, right? Like they they burn you on touch too. Like it's it's kind of freaky. They microwave you. I think. I think Rig Wraiths can burn you. Like, they could do a lot of shit. I mean, I, I get them mixed up with, like, Name of the Wind, like, um, the bad guys from that, right? Because they're kind of Rig Wraithy. We, we could look it up, but... I mean, we don't really see the Rig Wraiths do a whole lot in the book. No, so. it's mostly from it, the it's, TV it's, series. It's, or the movies. Uh, the horrific sight of the writhing creature fills you with loathing and other things for the Dark Loads and their evil minions. The Dark Loads? I want to learn more about the Dark Loads, Sam. <laughs> When the Hellgast has finally crumbled to nothing, you are quite sure that it has been destroyed. Uh, you remove the magic spear and wipe the tip on the spear. <laughs> just, just the tip. Just the tip. Is that the dark load? <laughs> Sam, you're you're taking the writing that we're reading as more of a suggestion in your narration. Like, I've been trying not to call you out, but it is fun. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm at the uh, brief brief sidebar. I'm at the uh, I'm at the store today, and there's a product called Nut Thinner. And I'm sitting there with my friends, and we're looking at it, and I'm like, you know, the horrifying thing is that this implies the presence of nut thickener, and everyone just freaked out. Like, like the store clerks that were nearby, they all just, like, stopped in their tracks. Like, the idea of nut thickener just killed everybody. So anyway, nut thickener, listeners, that's, uh, that's for you. Carry on, Sam. Anxious to leave this place, you run down the tunnel as fast as you can. Turn to page 349. You have covered nearly three miles when you see a group of wagons in the distance. They have been strung out across the highway to form a barricade. Soldiers in red uniforms line the roofs of the wagons, and a large crowd of people have gathered behind them. You can hear their excited chatter echoing along the tunnel. As you get closer, there is a sudden silence as all eyes turn to stare at you. A detachment of ten soldiers, led by a knight whose shield bears the royal arms of Durnor, advances towards you. If you wish to attack these soldiers, turn here. If you wish to raise your hands and walk towards them, turn to turn here. Remind me, Durinor, we're here to see, like, the king of the Durinor, right? Yeah. I think okay, it depends. And we have, we have a royal seal? Yeah. But how emboldened are we by our recent totally not sexual encounter with a ring wraith? There was so much writhing. We've embraced a love that knows no name. Uh, I think we do not wish to attack them. I think we, you know, raise our hands. Hands up, don't shoot. I'm with Sam. All right, cautiously. The soldiers surround you and take your weapons and backpack. Fuck them! We just got that! It came from our dead buddy, Rygar. You do not need to adjust your action chart. Yeah, they're they're gonna give it back. Okay, good. The knight steps forward and raises the visor of his helm. Historic note, that's what the modern military salute comes from. Who are you? What is your purpose in Tannerlin, he demands in a gruff voice. You tell him that you are... A Kai Lord from Summerland, on an urgent mission to King Aelin. He seems unconvinced by your words until you show him the seal of Hammerdahl. Or, or, or. Then, without hesitation, he orders his men to return your belongings and ushers you through the wall of wagons. Beyond, you can see a horse-drawn carriage waiting in the center of the crowded tunnel. Center is spelt in the British fashion. Important note. Back to Hammerdahl without delay, he orders the driver, and you are thrown back in your seat as the coach moves off at breakneck speed. You soon learn that the knight is Lord Axum of Rhyme, commander of King Aelin's personal bodyguard. He was on his way to Port Bax when the Helgast entered Tannerlin. I, man, I want to read that different. When the Helgast entered Tannerlin. He and ten soldiers were the only ones to survive a deadly encounter with these evil creatures. During your ride through the Tannerlin, you must eat a meal or lose three endurance points. We, we have hunting, so we can actually just eat something proud about the road. Sure. Mm-hmm. The journey to the capital will take five hours, and you are advised by Lord Axum to get some rest. As you slowly drift off to sleep, you begin a dream about the Somersrood. You picture a triumphant return to Holmgard and the defeat of the Dark Lord's Siege. Perhaps it will be a good omen of events to come? Raised intonation to demark question. It is early morning, on the 15th day of your quest, when you open your eyes to the breathtaking spectacle of Hammerdale, <gasps> the mountain city. The capital of Durinor, unlike other cities in the last lands, does not need man-made fortifications. The encircling peaks of the Hammerdahl range offer a far more secure protection to the people within. Uh, Note, there is a picture immediately below of man-made fortifications. Yeah. The carriage speeds through the lush farmlands uh, surrounding the city with its many towers and wide streets. On a hill uh, in the very center of the Hammerdahl stands the King's Tower, a magnificent structure of glass and stone. As the carriage halts at the tower gates, you suddenly realize for the first time, as a wielder of the Summer Sword, 
your destiny is to become part of the oldest legend of the Last Lands. King Alan IV sits alone in his domed tower, viewing his mountain domain through one of the many portals of tinted glass. You and Lord Axum are formally announced as you enter the chamber, and you respectfully bow to his majesty. Then, Lord Axum removes the seal of Hammerdahl from your finger and walks over to the king's side. Uh, remember to erase the seal. Okay. For nearly an hour they talk, their somber faces reflecting the seriousness of the situation. There is a short pause of silent meditation, and King Alan suddenly rises from his throne and addresses you for the first time. Alas, the Dark Lords have woken once more, and once more does Summerland come in need of our aid. I had prayed that my- Wait, this happened before? Like, they, they gave the sword away and they needed it and they came like- I guess they gave it back? Yeah, we're gonna need PolitiFacts to weigh in on this. I had prayed that my reign would be remembered as a time of peace and fulfillment, but in my heart I knew it was to be otherwise. Well then why did it just send the fucking sword already? Like, why why doesn't our kingdom keep the sword? Why do we have to store the sword, like, a thousand miles away? Republican leadership. <sighs> the king removes a golden key from the pocket of his white robe and inserts it in a marble dais standing in the center of the chamber. A gentle humming fills the room as the stone cover slides back to reveal the hilt of the golden sword. Take the sword, Lord Wolf. It is foretold that only a true son of Summerland can release the powers that lie within its blade. As you grasp the glowing hilt, a tingling sensation runs up your arm and radiates throughout your body. We don't have six cents. What the fuck? This is like six cents is every other page. It turns out being a precog is useful. It's like I've said that before. No, and you're going to say it again, like my precog sense is tingling, but <laughs> when you when you can choose to be a Jedi, you choose to be a Jedi. We took telekinesis. We did choose to be a Jedi. That's come up once. Yeah, telekinesis is a shitty power. Oh, come on. It's a great power if it's strong. Like, we were Jean Grey, but if it's like, I don't know, I can move an eraser. Technically, it did save us from dying one time, but that was only because we were being weird jerks. Right. A strange power is coursing through your body. Instinctively, you raise the blade over your head, and a shaft of sunlight suddenly... Shaft. Suddenly catches the edge of the sword and floods the king's chambers with a blinding white glow. But almost immediately the light starts to fade, and you are aware of Lord Axum's hand on your shoulder. Come, lone wolf. Alright. There is much to prepare for your return to Summerland. You sheath the summer sword in his jeweled scabbard and follow Lord Axum as he turns and leaves the king's chamber. Turn to page 40. The muster of the army and the preparations of the Duranese fleet takes 14 days to complete, during which time you remain as a guest of the King of Hammerdahl. As each day passes, you despair for your besieged countrymen of the Home Guard and pray that they have enough strength to resist the Dark Lords until you return. Every day, one of your reluctant, uh, every day of your reluctant exile, you devote long periods to exercise and meditation. You are also visited by a Duranese herb uh, warden called Maiden Randolim, who is famous throughout the Last Lands for his knowledge and skill in the healing arts. He restores all the endurance points you may have lost so far in your adventure, and he gives you a potent uh, lamp spur potion that will restore five endurance points if swallowed after combat. Mark the Sunder backpack items on your action chart. He also is the bearer of some sad news. The body of Lord Lieutenant Rygar was found in the forest near the entrance of Tarnalin. He was killed by Hellgast. Don't bring a black light anywhere near him. So if you possess... God goddamn Kai discipline of six cents. Much of your time at Haberdahl is taken up by training with a summer sword. Day by day, your skill with the wondrous blade improves, and as you progress, so you learn more of its marvelous properties. 
When you use the sword in combat, it will add 8 points to your combat skill total. 10 if you possess the kind of discipline of weapon skill with any sword. It has the ability to absorb any magic used against you, and doubles the total of all endurance points lost by undead enemies, like Hellgast, during combat. Jesus Christ. You also come to realize that it is the only weapon in all of Magnemon that can kill a Dark Lord, and for this weapon, and for this reason above, all others, the Dark Lords are bent on thwarting your crest. Mm, and there's a good side note here. The Summary Sphere is a special weapon-like special item. The plus 10 combat skill bonus referred to the weapon skill as a combination of the plus 8 combat skill that the Summer Sword grants naturally. And plus two for weapon skill or short sword, sword, or broadsword, as each of them grants proficiency with the summer sword. Really? Why is broadsword and sword a different class? Like, broadsword's not like a classification. Anyway, it's not an additional bonus. When used in combat, treat it like a one-handed sword, regardless of weapon skill bonuses. The text or footnotes will always remind you to double your enemy's endurance point loss if it is undead. Which takes us to 152. It is early in the morning of the 33rd day of your quest. When you ride into Port Bax with Lord Axum at your side, the preparations for war have been completed. The galleons of the Durnese war fleet lie at anchor in the harbor, impatiently awaiting the order to set sail for the Summerland. On board each uh, ship are many a brave soldier from the Mountain Kingdom, a tough army of skilled warriors eager to face the Dark Lords in battle. Each man has sworn to avenge their besieged ally, or die in the attempt. You are to sail back to Holmgard aboard the flagship Durinar, a warship whose great curving prow and tall mass emphasize its sheer power and strength. Wait, they just named the boats the name of the country? Like, that'd be us, like, going to war in a battleship named America, I would say, exclamation point. Almost guarantee it's happened. <laughs> in fact, a quick Google search provide the answers we seek. You and Lord Axum are taken aboard and welcomed by Admiral Calfin, commander of the fleet, and then the fleet prepares to set sail. In less than an hour, the harbor lies far behind you. The domes of Port Bax are now merely dots on the horizon. And now I have to pick a fucking random number. Oh, quick, before is we do that. Is this not the end of the book, Harry? What? How much more book is there? Not much more. Okay. Okay, so quick side note. The USS America is an amphibious assault ship of the United States Navy and the lead ship of her class. The fourth U.S. warship to be named for the United States of America. She was delivered in spring of 2014, replacing the Peleliu of the Tarawa class. Her mission is to act as a flagship of an expeditionary strike group or amphibious ready group carrying part of a marine expeditionary unit into battle and putting them ashore into helicopters and V-22 Osprey tilt rotor craft. So hey, it exists. And our number is... Ba -ba 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 a one! For three days and nights, the mighty fleet of Durner steers swiftly towards the Holm Gulf, a strong wind filling the sails of the warships. But although the voyage is fast, the soldiers' confidence and eagerness for battle has slowly faded, as if their will has been drained by some invisible vampire, probably because they're spending time with you. <laughs> Lord Axum is closer to the This is the seventh sense. <laughs> this black mood that haunts our decks is the evil work of the Dark Lords. I know of the power to turn a man's mind, but the curse that befalls us is a sorcery we cannot even see to destroy. How I pray that the spell would end, for even if we arrive at our destination, I fear that we are too weak in mind to break our foe. As if in answer to his prayer, the Black Curse seems to be lifted from the fleet with the dawning of the next day, but the spell is replaced by a threat far deadlier. Oh, and I looked it up briefly, uh, Nazgul have, like, toxic breath, so they can melt people near them. Oh, they're nerds. A veil of sea fog has rolled across the still ocean from the broken spire of land known as the Kirlunden Isles. Strange dark shapes hide within the mist. They are growing larger, and slowly the distinct outlines of ships become plain. Prepare for battle, the Admiral's cry is repeated along the many decks of the Durinese fleet. Durinese sounds like a dog breed. 
All hands on deck! As the black ships approach through the fog, a horrific sight befalls you. There are death hulks, sunken ships crewed by the living corpses of drowned sailors. They have been summoned to the surface by great wizardry, and they are closing for battle. Suddenly the fog vanishes, and you can now see that the death hulks bar the entrance to the home gulf. In the center of the line is their sinister flagship. Swiftly it sails towards you, a huge ram protruding from its black prow. As it rips its way through the hull of the Durinor, you hear the Admiral's last desperate order. Abandon ship! You that are didn't now... last long. Nope. You are now in the thick of the enemy fleet, and the Durinor is sinking fast. Fast, pardon me. If you wish to jump onto the deck of the Death Hulk, Death Hulk flagship, turn to 30. If you wish to dive into the sea and try to swim to another Durinese ship, turn to 267. We've got the fucking magic sword. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that ship. We are undead-killing machines. You land on the rotting timbers and crash straight through to the deck below. You are unharmed by the fall, but the stench of decay that fills your nostrils is overwhelming. You clamber up and unsheath the summer surd. Four ghastly zombies stagger out of the gloom, their twisted hands extended towards your throat. You must fight them as one enemy. So their combat skill is 13. We have 23 with the summer surd. So we have a plus 10 difference. Yeah, and we double... All endurance points that they lose uh, due to the power of the summer sword. So, Harry, if we rolled a one, would we still kill them in a single hit? Yes. Let's just assume we roll a one. No, we we might take damage. We have to account for that. Yes, I'm assuming there's going to be quite a bit of fighting. Uh, we in fact roll a one. We disintegrate them even by like stumbling over and falling on our ass, but we do take three damage. The stench of the ship is making you choke. You lose one endurance point. You must get out of this vile hold or you will suffocate. If you have the kind of discipline of motherfucking say, just make it mandatory if it's going to come up this much. Just make it mandatory. <laughs> You're sounding kind of bad, Sam, for someone who chose the worst choices. I chose the best choices. The I mean, best. They're interesting. Um, but like, I feel like if we could be a precog, we should be a precog. Uh, so are we climbing through the shattered deck, or do we wish to leave through a, uh, a door in the hold? Um, let's climb through the shattered deck. Let's let's make this like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Heck yeah. 17. You've pulled yourself. Oh wait, it's your turn, sorry. You have pulled yourself halfway through the deck, uh, when the door to the hold below bursts open. A hell ghast runs shrieking towards you. You cannot escape in time, and it badly wounds you in the legs with its black sword. You lose five endurance points and drop to the hold. You must fight this creature to the death. All right, so its combat skill is 22, so we have a plus one difference. A one! (laughs) (laughs) We're tired. It's been a long day. So they take four, which becomes eight, and we take five. A three! They take... Six, which becomes twelve, and we lose three. A six. We're getting better each time. Only Just going up. It up. Uh, they take eighteen and die, and we lose two. Should we use a potion, perhaps? How bad are we looking? Uh, we're at eight. Uh, we have two we potions, are... don't we? We we have a meal that gets, I think, three, and a potion which gives us five. I mean, is there any point to having healing items that we don't use? I mean, I'm the type of Final Fantasy player that, like, always has, like, 99 potions, 99 mega potions, 99 ultra potions, and never uses a single one. Do you ever, but you never use them, right? No. Yeah, okay. Let's go ahead and take the potion and get five back. Okay, we're up to 13. 14 as soon as we go to page 166. You make your way up a flight of stairs onto the crowded deck. Fierce battles rage all around you as the Durinese fleet is engulfed 
by the rush of ghostly death hulks. Suddenly, a flash of searing flame shoots up from a tower at the rear of the death hulk you are on and explodes into the side of a dirty's warship less, less than 50 yards away. You watch with horror as soldiers leap from the deck, their clothes and hair in flames. And there is there's some art of this happening. There's a dude, like, screaming on fire, jumping down into the water. Uh, he's got real big hands. Is that... I think he has normal-sized hands, it's just they're on fire so they look bigger. Okay, that's how that works. So, do we wish to investigate this flaming death tower, or do we wish to escape the ship and jump overboard, which... Flaming uh, death tower. Yeah, if your enemy has, like, artillery... Don't give them a slow-moving target. Two zombies try to block your passage, but you cleave them in half with one sweep of the semi-shrewd. You are at the foot of the tower, and you can now see a hunchbacked man in crimson robes above you. He wears a tall, curved talkmore, a magician's headdress that bears the emblem of a serpent, and his right hand is a black staff. If you have ever been given a crystal star pendant, turn immediately to 113. If you so what believe we have? We, we haven't. The, the deal with that is that we could meet a wizard guy who gives us one of those to say that we're friends and we've met, and it would just give us some extra information on people we meet, like this evil wizard. If you have the Kai discipline of tracking, turn to 204. Which we do! If you wish to climb the tower and attack the hunchback, turn to 73. If you wish to escape this ship by jumping overboard, turn to 267. Shall we track? Actually, we actually we don't have tracking. We what? have hunting. We, we got camouflage. <sighs> Fuck. Why did they make hunting and tracking two different skills? He's he's an evil wizard. I mean, that, that's what it tells us. Uh, I'll just give this to you. The keen side you've developed, uh, it, it's the Crescent and Crystal Star emblem of Magician's Guild of Turan. This man is a reckoned renegade of the guild and a traitor. But it's the same choices. I mean, we want to stab him, right? Turn to page 73. The climb is very difficult, for you only for you have only one free hand. The other holds the glowing hilt of the summer seared. You eventually reach the rim of the tower and quickly hook a leg over the narrow ledge. You're about to jump into the tower and attack when a thin voice makes you freeze. How I shall delight in the irony of your death, lone wolf. The sorcerer is standing in the far corner of the tower, his left hand pointing at your head. Your quest has failed, lone wolf. Now you must die. A blinding flash of orange flame shoots from his hand towards your face. There's a picture of a, a, some, a blinding flash coming out of a hand. Turn to 336. In a fraction of a second, the searing burst of flame changes direction in midair and is drawn towards the blade of the Timbersheard. The bolt of energy disappears into the golden blade like water into a drain. You remember that the Summersheard has the power to absorb magic. This power has saved you from certain death. Get wrecked. The sorcerer curses you. Fuck off! Pulls a jewel from his ornate Takmore and throws it at your feet. There's a flash of flame and a cloud of choking green gas billows up in your face, filling your nostrils with its acidic smell. You are forced to jump to the deck below to avoid the poisonous gas, and you just catch a glimpse of the sorcerer as he frantically paddles a small bolt of A into the Death Hope flagship. If you wish to dive into the sea and swim after him, turn to 109. If you wish to fight your way back to a Durinese warship, turn to 185. This is the third time they've offered for us to go back to a Durinese warship. I don't think we're made of weak stuff like that. Let's go to 109! Wait, but no, 109 is dive into the sea. Oh, and swim after him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's fuck this guy up. <sighs> Looking at the foul water from your eyes, you can see that the flagship of the... I, I went to the right one, right? Right. Uh, you, you can see that the flagship of the Death Hulk fleet is now ablaze. Black smoke is pouring from the decks, and tongues of orange and yellow flame flicker from its rotten black hull. Suddenly, you are aware of the being of wings directly above you. 
you are shocked to see a crown hovering above, trying to grab at you with, the, with its sharp claws. Its hooked talons catch your cloak and suddenly you are snatched up into the air. But it is to be a short fight. You draw the somersault and sink it into the soft belly of the creature. With a shriek of agony, it releases its grip and you fall. You pray that luck will be on your side and that you will land safely. Turn to page 120. Luck is with you, for you land safely on the deck of the Calcarm, a Duranese warship. Aha! Take that, fate. Who needs six cents? The soldiers here have been involved in a desperate battle, but have fought off the enemy and are cutting the grappling ropes that hold the ship to a death hulk. From out of the smoke strides Lord Axim, his face bloodied and his shield badly scarred. Thank the gods you are alive, Lone Wolf. The fight has been bitter and our losses are high, but I am heartened indeed to see you standing before me now. He says and leads you to the ship's rail. Look yonder, their flagship is ablaze. Through the fog of war, you can see that the huge death hulk is slowly sinking beneath a plume of dense black smoke. The calcarm is eventually freed and slowly it maneuvers out of the tangle of wreckage. A wind begins to stir, filling its tattered sails and carrying away the smoke of battle. Lord Axim orders the royal arms of Durinor to be hoist aloft so that other ships can rally to the Calcarm. For the first time since the battle began, you can now see the other Durinese ships. It is an amazing sight, for as the enemy flagship sinks beneath the waves, so every death hulk on the horizon returns to their watery graves. Their sorcery is broken. We have won this battle, says Lord Axim, and within a few minutes, not one of the death hulks remains afloat. Yay! So we cast, like, Raise Dead on the ships, which is pretty cool. Yeah, right? Like, I always, like, when, when fantasy fiction has things like that that are, like, tied to a single person, it's always one of my favorite things, because in the gaming that we do, like, we so rarely get to kind of, like, replicate that moment, right? Like, I, I think it's kind of a cool mental image. 17 Duranese warships left Port Bax, but only 50 now enter the home, uh, the home gulf. The battle has claimed many brave men, including Admiral Calfin, who died aboard the flagship Duranor, the first ship to be sunk. He just died off screen. Fuck him. <laughs> but despite the heavy loss, a greater victory has been won, a victory which inspires the dirty soldiers with new strength so that the past ordeal of both the voyage of the battle are now forgotten. As their optimism and determination return, all are eager to reach the home guard and raise the siege. Although if they stop to think about it, it's like, Sure, they won a victory, but they won a victory against soldiers that were already dead. So they lost twenty ships for a net game of a net gain of zero against the enemy forces. Look, it's an evil zombie fleet. You could feel proud for beating that up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, but it is going to be back because it's undead, and that's what they do. It is dusk on the thirty seventh day of your quest when you sight the spires of Holmgard on the horizon. The city still stands defiantly against the army of the Dark Lords. Although constantly under siege, flickering in the darkness, you can see the small fires which burn throughout the capital. A confident Lord Axum joins you at the prow. The moonless sky will aid us this night. We shall enter the harbor unseen. Come the dawn, my, de my men will scatter the wretched foe like dead leaves upon the wind of a storm. As you enter the home guard harbor, at the head of the Durinese fleet, you unsheathe the submersured and prepare to fulfill your destiny. Oh, heavens. <clears throat> Homeguard has suffered much since your departure. Many of the shops and houses you remember passing on your way to the quay are little more now than heaps of ashes. The Dark Lord's army with their evil engines of war surround the walls, and the flaming arcs of fireballs shooting through the air continually light the night sky as they rain down on the streets below. The people fight the fire as best they can, but they are hungry and exhausted and close to surrender. At first, as it enters the harbor, the fleet is mistaken for the enemy, and cries of despair can be heard all along the quay. But as the first of the soldiers set foot in the city and unfurl the royal arms of Durinor, the news of your turn spreads quickly. 
the cries of despair have changed to a chorus of cheers. The Kai Lord has returned! You are standing at the stop of the Great Watchtower, high above the main gate of the city, when the first light of dawn creeps slowly over the horizon. Thousand upon thousand of the black-clad enemy are massed along the city wall, huddled like beetles in the trenches that cover the plain. In the midst of this horde, a great red tent has been erected, bearing the symbol of a broken skull. It is the mark of Zagarna, Lord of Kog, a dark lord of Hogadad. <laughs> his great ambition is the destruction of Holmgard, his fiercest desire to lead his army to victory over the house of Ulnar and claim Summerlund for his own. But victory is not to be his this day. Raising the summer sword high above your head, a shaft of dawn sunlight catches upon it the tip of the gold sword, and Just a brilliant a flash of Just a, tip. Just a brilliant a tip. flash of blinding white flame runs the entire length of the blade. The power of the summer sword electrifies you. Your senses reel, and now your body reacts instinctively. You lower you lower the summer sword and point the blade towards the tent of Lord Zagarda. There's a mighty roar as the power of the sun sword is unleashed in a searing white beam. The tent explodes and a brilliant fireball <laughs> of white flame mushrooms skyward. Mushrooms skyward. So uh, a giant white mushroom explodes out of the tip uh-huh. of the summer sword, is what we're saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> a, lo- a long and terrible cry <laughs> rends the air. It is Lord Sagarda. The leader of the evil army is no more. Simultaneously climaxed. <laughs> Gripped with fear and panic, oh. the vast black the vast black army rise up Whoa, get, and run a chaos from Getting a little wall. racially insensitive. Oh, it's been racially insensitive. This is the eighties. Oh, this is the light stuff. Like, if we go deeper in the series, that there's some there's some moments. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, the impossible has happened. Their invincible master is slain again. The summer sword has returned to defeat them. Maybe we should have kept it here. <laughs> the army sense. and the allies of Durnor ride out of the city gates in pursuit of the panic-stricken enemy as they run blindly towards the Durn Crag Mountains. The victory is yours. Homeguard is saved, and the murder of the Kai has finally been avenged. But for you, Lone Wolf, a life of high adventure has only just begun. A new challenge awaits you at the Summersurd in Book 3 of the Lone Wolf series, The Caverns of, of Cult. Well, I'm excited for The okay. Caverns of Cult. The cultists, we're finally going to get to meet them. Um, yeah, so the amount of sexual imagery there at the end was uh, it was heavy. It was potent, it was yeah. Potent. I mean... We, we're reading it to a, to a certain extent. Oh, but of course. I know, Harry, I've, I've written a book. Like, you you know what you're writing. Sam, you did not know what you were writing. Oh, wait, wait. Yes, no, wait, that, that was, wait, the book that you that finished. That was another book. That was that another, was another book. book. Yeah, we're, I don't want to We're not talking it. about the second book. We're not talking about the second book, uh, yeah. but Sam. Yes, Sam. Rather, I knew what I was writing with the second book, which is why I stopped. Sam, you lost your credibility with that second book. <laughs> I stopped. Yeah. Let's just let that the one first... hang. <laughs> they don't need to know the story. <laughs> this is forbidden knowledge. Yep, yep, yep. When we finally get uh, like rich and famous and and everyone loves us, which will never happen. Yeah. Dad. Then we can really then we can release the story and you can get canceled. Yeah, that's that will be and then it'll be all Harry show. <laughs> this is actually Harry's long con. <laughs> Step one, successful podcast. Step two, cancel Sam. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a ton of fun. Like, when are we starting the next one? Can I can I continue on? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're gonna talk about it, like me and Sam. But like, we're we're kind of having more fun doing these game books and stuff. And like, there's there's a lot of rewatch podcasts, so I, I think we may end up doing a lot more of this kind of content in the in the future. We do have to finish up Doom Doom Patrol, but other than that. 
Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But uh, that's 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 something to work out. We actually hit a good time for this one, actually. Uh, Yay! Well, good. And hey, uh, until next time, what are we going to keep doing? We're going to keep dancing. We're going to keep dancing. 2021 can't take that from us. Yet. Oh, heavens. Uh, I'm going to keep believing in the power of love. Because, like, there was a lot of love at the end of that book. It was just deeply, deeply suppressed love. Yeah, until it just kind of exploded over everything. <laughs> a giant mushroom cloud. Look, it was our first time using the Summer Surge. We're not experienced. Next time we'll be able to last longer. Yeah, there <laughs> <laughs> Oh, indeed.